Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. If you can liken the book of Ephesians to a car, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, and chapter 3, verse 13, is the engine. Chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, is the ignition switch. And chapters 4 through 6 is the roadmap for where and how to drive. Chapter 3, verses 14 through 21, is like a cry from heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. Please follow along with Pastor Harris as we focus on Ephesians chapter 3, verses 18 through 21, and look at three requests in Paul's prayer in today's slice of this week's message entitled, Filled Up to All the Fullness of God. In human words... You can never exhaust the description of the love of God. I remember a, a Sunday night service when I was a young Christian. I would, I, I would, I would go to church and um, I, could, uh, I could sing along with any song on any of the pop music stations from my, from my teenage years. I, I think I know Simon and Garfunkel's songs better than they do. Um, and I could just in an instant have them have them playing in my head, and I would go to church, and I would be with these people who would sing these songs that I had never heard, and they sang with such something so special. There was there was joy in it, and even though I I didn't understand it, even though it wasn't my style, I knew. This is part of this new life that I've found in Christ. And this is part of how you, how you show it. And, oh, our generation has taken this and gone just... I, I think the Greek word for it is stupid. They've said, young people don't understand the music of the church, so we're going to make the music of the church worldly like what the people, what, what the, the, what the people know. That's exactly the opposite. It's make this glorify God so that someone who walks in realizes there's something going on here. And I see these people loving each other in ways that I've never seen anywhere else. It's ours to learn. Well, one of those Sunday night services, I remember vividly which row I was sitting in as I was looking at the hymnal, yeah, there's those things, you know, they kind of look like books and they have music in them and stuff. And we sang this and it stuck with me. I remembered this on my first hearing of it. The song, which is cleverly titled, The Love of God, includes this. Could we with ink the oceans fill and were the skies of parchment made? Were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade? 
to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. How could we ever comprehend the love of God? It's by being rooted and grounded in it so that we stand in Christ so that we can let His his love flow through us and He could use us to love somebody else. It's not how you feel about people. It's how you sacrifice for them that shows your love. Sometimes that means you have to lovingly rebuke a brother or sister, just like you would yell to stop a child running toward the curb when there's a car coming. Sometimes that's the loving thing to do, and sometimes somebody won't like it. But it's the loving thing to do. Sometimes you love a person by telling them that they need Christ. And it's great joy when they respond, turn to Him, but sometimes you have this great sorrow that they're ambivalent or even hostile toward you. Sometimes love is as simple as meeting a physical need, even if it is inconvenient for you, like today, because of the COVID silliness going on, we're short of some manpower for our food pantry. So people who need some food are going to come here, and, and after this service, you could help out if you could stay for an hour. Now, there's, there, is a, there is some special technical training involved. If you know how to operate a shopping cart, you're qualified to help get the food from inside to outside. Oh, and by the way, there's going to be some people that will go and share the gospel with the guests who come. You want to practice this passage? Boy, do I have an opportunity for you. See me after the church, after the service, and we'll, we'll get you lined up. For me, I actually think about you. All the hours that I spend pouring over God's Word, trying to put together a legitimate spiritual meal for you on the Lord's Day, that's love. You know, some days, I don't feel like it. So, I start praying about some of you, and I say, oh, yeah, you get back at it. No, no. That's love is serving however it is that you serve. And when you love God enough to let Him love others through you, you're going to find you are His instrument. So the first request in this prayer is for you to be strengthened. Second request is for understanding God's love. Third request is for all the fullness of God. I mean, go big or go home, right? And let's not just go for a little progress here. Let's go for all the fullness of God. Verse 19, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Filled up translates a word related to abundance. It's a matter of filling something up to the brim, totally full. When it's used with regard to people, and we talk about someone being filled up, it means that they are filled with something to the point 
that it controls them. It dominates them. You can be filled with wisdom. You bump into you, and a little wisdom might get spilled on you. You can be filled with joy, with peace, with goodness, with knowledge, with comfort, with obedience to the Holy Spirit. You can also be filled with rage, anger. Bump into some people, and you're going to get some acid spilled on you through the words that come out then. A working synonym for being filled up would be being controlled by, that you might be controlled by all the fullness of God. Now, filled up to all the fullness of God, the little preposition translated to there means to the measure of. That's what we want for each other. That's what we want for Heritage Bible Church. That's what we want for ourselves, to be filled up to all the fullness of God, caused to abound with all that God is. By the way, that idea, um, it wasn't invented by Paul in Ephesians chapter 5 when he wrote, be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're going to see us see it in chapter 4. Here it is in chapter 3. It actually started way back in the Old Testament in the book of Exodus when God gave the instructions for how to build the tabernacle. It says that He sent His Holy Spirit to fill certain people with the knowledge and the ability and the skill to do certain tasks. Now, there's a bigger, better, broader more permanent indwelling of the Holy Spirit that we have, but that's the idea, that you are um, under the control of who God is. So we are to be filled with all the fullness of God. In in chapter 4, we're going to talk see about being filled with the fullness of Christ. Chapter 5, it'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. We'll explore those passages when we get to them. So you have three requests, three requests in this prayer starts in verse 14. First request is in verse 16 and 17, a request for strengthening, then a request for understanding God's love, and then a request for all the fullness. And then this ends with the source of the answers. This majestic prayer wraps up with a declaration of the source of all the answers to all that Paul asked for all Christians. The strengthening of the Spirit, the love of Christ, and the fullness of God all come from the same source. Now, if I have ever sent you a letter or an email, um, you might have noticed, I don't do it every single time, but for decades now, starting with something that a seminary professor did for me, rather than including sincerely or best regards or have a good day or, or whatever, um, I like to write a Scripture verse. And I've got about a dozen different ones that are in my repertoire of favorites, and some of them slanted for different kinds of situations. But my all-time favorite is the two verses I'm about to read to you. I'm liable to close an email to you by saying Ephesians 3, 22, uh, 20 and 21. Why? Because look what it says. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Now, 
Let me pick out a couple of words there and then we'll look at this again. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.